If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. It's time to get lost and free. Why, hello. Is time still nothing but a mere construct? If so, you've likely come to the right spot for this supposed Thursday afternoon, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, and only here for that matter, as it is just past 3 p.m. on the East Coast, uh, which means it is time for Lost and Rewound. My name is thankfully still Elon Danziger, uh, and I am coming at you once again from the lair. Right here in beautiful, historic Park Slope, Brooklyn. Lost and Rewound is the weekly dive into sounds from the past. Your sounds, to be exact. Those uncovered gems laying carefully pocketed in a now ill-fitted coat. Discovered, exposed, and revealed for the whole world to hear. And if you have something from your past that's worth a story and a share and the old Lost and Rewound treatment, don't sit on it. Just reach out to me, all right? Lost and Rewound at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. We would love to have you on, so you can go deep on your own personal audio archaeology. And for this week's edition, Rachel Teichman and I got to interview a very charming human whose artist name is Wizard Brain. Check out what they had in store for us this hour. But first, a mere sample of a killer tune available on their Bandcamp page at uh, that's wizardbrain.bandcamp.com here is seasonal changes don't descend that's what it wants come out of your cozy huts breathe the air into your lungs be a part of everyone be a part of everyone be a part of
Bobby Kerner is a fine artist, a photographer, and also a singer-songwriter who goes by the name Wizard Brain. Their new single is out now, and it's called Here We Go. And it can be heard on Bandcamp or Spotify and other places, too. But those two are good enough. Uh, the song Here We Go will also appear on their upcoming album, In the Morning of the Sun. Bobby joins Rachel and I this week on LNR to chat about that and so much more, including sharing some of their own demos with us. So welcome to Lost and Rewound, Wizard Brain, a.k.a. Bobby. Hello. <laughs> you are uh, based in New Jersey, but where in New Jersey yes. are you based? I'm based in Caldwell currently. Oh, I know. Caldwell, too. Do you? I do, because I'm from Oakland. It? Okay. I feel like I know someone from Oakland, but probably a drug dealer. Name. Pro- probably a weed dealer. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but probably, that's too far for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. What I know about Caldwell is uh, my brother used to have a girlfriend who lived in West Caldwell, I think. Can you name names? <laughs> that's probably not a good idea. No. Yeah, maybe let me know later. <laughs> have you been based in New Jersey your whole life, huh? Yeah, I mean, I haven't lived in Caldwell my whole life, so I don't really know a lot of Caldwell people. I'm originally from Cedar Grove, so okay. I only moved to Caldwell, like, the last two years of high school, so I didn't bother, like, learning anybody. <laughs> like, sophomore year was my last year in Cedar Grove, so it's literally halfway between high school, and it's only two towns away, so you wouldn't think it was that weird. But the thing is, I'd never really, like, ran outside of my town to, like, meet other people. So I was very, like, bubbled up in Cedar Grove. So being in Caldwell, it was like everyone grew up together. So it was, like, these very, like, everyone had these inside jokes that just were so, like, clicky of the town that I didn't get it. And it felt like it was a huge culture shock, honestly. You have siblings, too, right? I have an older sister, yeah. You have an older sister. What's the age difference? Uh, 15 years. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Did you have any relationship with her at all growing up that you could recall, um, like, you know, learning anything from her on the, our, the personal level? Oh, I, my sister? Yeah, like a whole bunch. Um, as far as, like, artistically, she showed me, like, a lot of, like, cool music because she grew up in, like, a very interesting period, which was, like, she has a lot of that 80s, influence from when she was young but also she's got like the 90s alternative rock so she was showing me like stuff from the 80s plus like nirvana and stuff smashing pumpkins yeah so it's like a weird like late 80s early 90s vibe from oh man did you get to see shows with her not really uh not until recently from my knowledge she wasn't a very much of a like a show goer she did go to like a bunch of stuff uh that she told me about like she went to the uh 97 MTV Music Awards. Wow. And she saw, like, she had, like, all these, like, I was looking through family photos recently, and there's, like, just pictures of family, and then all of a sudden there's, like, the awards, and there's, like, Bruce Springsteen, Spice Girls, Marilyn Manson, and, like, all this crazy stuff. There's actually a video of her yelling out to Mike Myers, because she was obsessed with Mike Myers, and (laughs) telling her that she loves him, and and he answered back on, in the video. That's Amazing. so funny. That's Austin like, Powers era. Yeah, that's Austin yeah, Powers yeah. era, Mike yeah, Myers. Yeah. That's like, that's like Mike time. Myers height. Prime. Yeah. 
Brian Mike Myers. I mean, I grew up with the Wayne's World and then Austin Powers right thereafter. So, I mean, he could do yeah. no wrong, comedically speaking. Um, I was obsessed with Austin Powers. Oh, God. As a young guy. are you? You Brad, literally got to talk to my sister because <laughs> there's pictures of me in her room in like the early 2000s, and there's just like Austin Powers posters like everywhere. <laughs> it's like the most 90s looking thing ever beads hanging from the door (laughs) (laughs) were your parents like totally super cool uh growing up and like they were like yeah sure go ahead honey go to the 97 mtv music video awards or did they one of them go with her no she went with friends i know that much um i guess yeah they must have been like really cool because they were cool with me going to shows and stuff i went recently to i think the first like big show with her was MGMT. It was my birthday. Oh, but nice. like I was saying, like before that, we never really went to shows together. But like, I know she went to shows, but like we weren't like show goers. When would you say you started really honing in on uh, an instrument? You know how to play guitar. Uh, do you know how to play any other instruments or was guitar it? I kind of don't give myself enough credit because I don't really know what I'm doing, but it sounds good. I do some piano, keyboard stuff, some harmonica, and then just like find sounds from, but like, I don't know how to like, like I'll find a ukulele, I'll play like some ukulele, but I'm not like, I wouldn't call myself a ukulele player. You know what I mean? There's like instruments around and I'll like fiddle. (laughs) When did that begin? Gosh, I started like acoustic guitar lessons really young. Um, when I was living in Cedar Grove and I was a bit too young. So I wasn't, my attention span wasn't very good. So it was like, he was this guy, he was like 70 something. His name was Herb and he was really nice, but I wasn't really, I couldn't pay attention. And he was trying to, he didn't teach me chords. He was trying to teach me like notes and I just couldn't do it. He was trying to teach me like, oh, Susanna and stuff like that. I'm like, just one note songs and it was just like too much for me and then like i just had a guitar and i just didn't really pay attention to it and then like later on uh my sister's friend uh he plays guitar and he taught me like a few chords i think i had like two or three lessons and then after that i kind of had enough chords where i could just like figure out the rest of my own i guess like my freshman year of high school i'd say i started really playing more guitar and how old are like, you now? Trying to write songs. I'm 26 right now. Can you recall early musical influences that uh, really inspired you to get to that place? Uh, I mean, obviously with your influences from your sister, uh, but I imagine there were probably some records that were kicking about, CDs that were kicking about from your parents as well that might have had an influence on you. My mom grew up in the 60s, so she's a huge like Beatles fan, and she's very into, she was very into uh, like 60s pop, like, psychedelic pop or like i guess uh she's like herman hermits uh just all that kind of stuff so i always had that going on i actually hated i didn't hate hate so strong right i didn't like the beatles when i was really young because i i guess it was just like old music so i didn't get it and like every time she would play in the car i'd be like oh turn that off that's old music mm-hmm. and then like one day i was i just didn't have the like the power to say no to turn it off i was like do whatever you could play it she was playing hey jude and then it got to like the end part like the not and all part 
and I was like, whoa, what have I been missing this whole time? And then I, <laughs> after that, I kind of started expanding more and like listening to different stuff. I mean, that's quite the classic but, to be like finally indoctrinated into the world of the Beatles for. I know, because you would always play it because it's very slow in the beginnings. Yeah. And I was like young, so I didn't have, I was like, okay, whatever. And then it got to like when Paul McCartney just did that, like, that belt when he screams. Yeah. And it goes in like the not and not part. And I was like, wait a minute, let me listen to this. <laughs> and then after that, I was like, what have we been doing? Like after, before that, I was listening to like Smash Mouth and like stuff like, not so bash <laughs> Smash Mouth, but like, you know, just. No, it's okay. Like Go that. ahead. You feel free to bash Smash Mouth as much as you want to. I'll it's bash them good. now since they've been doing like those anti-mask shows. But <laughs> yeah, what? seriously. But like, I was what? You didn't know and, about that? Yeah, no? I, they I, played the Sturgis uh, bike rally way back. What? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. It's pretty crummy. It's actually oh my god. Because I do like um, All-Star unironically. <laughs> that, that's that's valid okay I'll, I'll give you that i grew up in that time so i listened to it uh, unironically then it became an ironic thing yeah and then the moment that, it went on shrek it fun. became ironic i know i mean it, i i found it through shrek but also <laughs> I was super young so i was like this is awesome but then like after that it became like an ironic thing so i felt bad but then now I'll vibe to All Star anytime. Well, I gotta tell you, I was at a wedding a couple of years ago, and like the, we were all shit posters at this wedding, including the couple, and um, we convinced the DJ to play Smash Mouth All Star. I think a total of fifteen times that day. Oh my god! Yeah, that it was pretty like great. All the older family members were like, what is going on right now? Because every time it would come on, like everybody would just sprint, including the couple would just sprint out to the dance floor and they'd just all be screaming it. And this happened every time the song came on. That sounds amazing. I, I think the only thing that comes even close to what you're describing, Rachel, is yeah. when my, for my sister's bat mitzvah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I asked the DJ to play Don't Stop Till You Get Enough by Michael Jackson. And I, oh. I, I took over the dance floor. This is the most Wait, doesn't thing. That, doesn't that song start with like him talking? He's like whispering. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that reminds me of that John Mulaney bit with uh, when he plays um, uh, What's New Pussycat? Like 20 times in like a diner. <laughs> and then like in the middle, he throws in um, one that's not unusual. Oh, my like, God. Really, and then right yeah, after, he goes back right. to it. That's, like, one of my favorite bits. I love that. Because I've done stuff like that. Or, or, like, I'll totally kill the vibe at a bar with yeah. The, yeah, the jukebox. Yes, like, that's the best way. Velvet Underground and this, like... <laughs> Three songs. 80s you have... rock bar right now. Okay, yeah. This is a perfect question. I don't think I've ever had the, the hooks okay. to ask this. But if you were at a bar and you had any choice of three songs, you have three songs, not five. Fuck that shit. Five is overkill. Okay. Three songs in the jukebox. I don't care. Pick your favorite bar that you go to. Which three do you play? Do these three, like, I are they supposed to identify me as, like, a person as a whole? No, <laughs> just three songs that no. you want to play out in public that you think people would like and jam to because you know you're going to jam to well the thing is 
I don't, I forget about other people and I'll play stuff because I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then I'll forget how weird some of the songs are. Like I remember when I was working at a, I was working at a family burger place and for some reason they gave me access to the music and I decided to put on Cocktoo Twins for some reason nice. and it totally killed the vibe. But let's, let's see. How would I kill the vibe at a bar right now? <laughs> um, Three songs to kill the vibe. Right. Uh, the next BuzzFeed um, article. <laughs> I'll go with I'm Waiting for the Man, Velvet Underground. Yes. Uh, How would that kill the vibe? That would build up the vibe. Cindy Lauper. Girls which, which just want to have fun. Yeah. Cindy Lauper. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. I don't have a third one. I don't know. I mean, I feel like girls just want to have fun might bring up the vibe depending on what where, where you are. But we'll do um, – What's Teenage Wildlife, David Bowie? I play that at a bar once because it's like nine minutes long. You gotta do the best time you can. So you have to play like 15 minute songs. Yeah, you do. Why wizard brain? Yes, that's the big question that I'm not able to answer. I literally sat down like one afternoon and I was like trying to come up with stuff. And I don't remember exactly why I came up with it. But I think from my understanding, it was like something because it's like a wizard brain is like a different kind of way of thinking. Or if that makes sense, I that kind of was what I was going for. I kind of don't like the name now. I like it, but it's like, if I had a better name, I would change it, but it's too late. Like I was reading like Foo Fighters hate their name, but it's too late to change it. So kind of like that thing. Wizard Brain is not just uh, relating to your music. It's to your all-encompassing art. When you came up with the name, was it relating to your art as a whole, not specifically with music? It was... Mostly just for music. Before Wizard Brain, I was well. I was in a in a band, Sunfire, for a long time. And That's a cool band name. Thanks. Uh, it was kind of like a, a little bit of a nod to like Van Gogh, Van Gogh, however you want to say it. I don't. Know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we were going by that, and then I started like a little band camp solo thing that I would do. And that was called Primal Space Society. And I have an EP called that. But that was EP was put out under that name. And then I changed it to Wizard Brain for whatever reason I felt like doing at the time. It just stuck. It felt nice at the time. And it's good. It's a good name. But as far as art, I guess I kind of, I started doing art. I'm like, I might as well just put it under the same name. So it's more of just like anything I create under that name is for this hour of Lost and Rewound, we are uh, uncovering some demos that you made under the name Wizard Brain uh, that go as early back, I guess, to the days when Wizard Brain was still sort of like a hatchling idea. Let's get started uh, with this first demo that you've uh, contributed to us this week. It's called Conquer. And when did you record it? This must have been like 2014. This was pre-Wizard Brain. This was pre-being in Sunfire. This was me just doing open mics and having a computer and doing, like, Audacity-type stuff. What kind of open mics were you going to? Just, like, I went to this coffee place called The Fine Grind in Little Falls, New Jersey, and I would go there almost every single weekend 
and I would start playing songs. And that's how I started like writing more songs just so I could play them. This was like one of the first like two or three songs that I started playing that was something I wrote. So this is like super early as far as yeah. like songwriting goes for me. Awesome. Let's take a listen then. As they say, flaming. Indeed, just a perfect. Very lo-fi. <laughs> yeah, a lo-fi flame. Like a, I don't know what the setting is, but like. It's a birthday quite... candle. It's a single. <laughs> it's it's one single birthday candle in in a bodega donut. <laughs> I like those birthday donuts. The candles. Are... I do too. I'm not. I'm yeah. not dissing birthday donuts. Birthday candle donuts. Yeah. I would say that uh, that track uh, was uh, too short. No, kidding. I thought it no, was uh, a yeah. perfect length. I no, was like I... only the first now. verse and chorus. I'm not sure if I wrote other verses at the point. Sometimes I would just like sing a verse and do the chorus, even if I had other verses, just to get like the vibe down to remember later. I love the vibe of it. Yeah, me Thanks. too. Do you write the music down first, or do you just like you know record something? Uh, onto like a voice memo and then leave it there. I used to, um, I used to write lyrics first and then go to music. But now I just do music plus, like I'll come up with lyrics on the spot and then maybe change them later on. Now I need an instrument to do it. And it's just all in one go kind of thing. Sometimes I'll just write a song all in one go. But I can't, the thing is, I used to write lyrics. I remember I wrote the song Asylum and I was in college writing class and I was so bored. I, and I just was writing like poetry. And then I would find when I try to convert it to like an instrument, I'd have to like cut out words or like just for the timing. And then at that point, I'm like, I kind of feel weird just writing these songs, these lyrics. And then I have to cut out like certain parts. So I just, now I just do it all on like one thing or one go. We have a second track here called Don't Throw Away Your Life. Mm-hmm. 
Vibes. Solid, solid gold. Vibes. All the vibes. What kind of vibes are you uh, speaking about yourself there, Rachel? The good ones. Like honestly, that's a song that I, I I feel like I'm listening to on a Sunday morning while I'm waking up and like making coffee or like feeding my dogs, and I'm listening to that song, and it's like just beautiful out. Like maybe it's raining, maybe it's wet out, but whatever the case is, it's Sunday morning. That's a total Sunday morning song. Sunday morning cl- is like the best vibe. Were you a class clown? Me? No, I wish. Um, no. I wish. You, wait, you I, wish I, you I were? I looked up to a lot of class clowns, but I could never do what they did. You know? Yeah. I was very quiet. I still am, but I was very in the background observing, kind of. Mm-hmm. But, like, I always looked up to, like, the class clowns. And ever since I first notice them in school i wish though some of those people are like so funny i still think of like stuff they did today from like 10 years ago yeah (laughs) i remember i tried once this one kid he was like the funniest kid i think i ever knew and like since like day one 
And I remember when I first saw him, he gave me like Robin Williams vibes, even like kind of like a physical, like appearance wise. But like he'd always do like I know a thing or two about. He'd this. do like a lot of funny <laughs> stuff like that. And like one day in middle school, I remember he like stood on the chair and like did like a funny dance while like the teacher was out of the room. So I'm like, I decided to like copy him and do the same thing. But as soon as I did it, she walked in. So I'm like, I can't do this. I like, I don't have the what it takes. <laughs> you you would say that it's just a matter of the grace and the timing, perhaps. Yeah. Um, I think if I were to like rate my funniness, it's more like a dry humor kind of like stuff you don't hear. Like even when I was young, I. You know what I kind of relate to is Gene from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> like, the way he likes, he says yeah. stuff, it's really funny. And, like, a lot of it is unnoticed by a lot of the other characters. But it's, like, kind of, like, clever, like, one-liner type, just dry humor stuff. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of vibe with that. But that's, like, a whole different thing. It's not for a class, though. It's for, like, a small group dynamic, you know. It takes a lot to be yeah. a class plan. It seems like uh, from all I can tell so far, maybe Rachel could back me up, but uh, you're, you're a pretty humble cat. I like to think so. I mean, I like to try to be at least. Humble you... like Wilbur in Charlotte's Web. So a so humble spider? To that. No, no, Wil no a humble Wilbur pig. was Wilbur the, pig. the pig. A humble pig. Wilbur was the, the, uh, the prize pig, right? Was he the prize pig? He was the, no Wilbur was the run. No Wilbur just happened to be there, and there's a spider, so he's the prize pig. Right? And then and then Charlotte spelled out the word humble. Right. With regard it's been to a while for me. It's also been a while for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like trying to like communicate as far as Charlotte's web, but I don't remember what happened. I just know it gets sad at the end. It does. You know what? I'm proud of my Charlotte's web reference, and I hope our <laughs> listeners are proud too. The good times are rolling right here with me, Rachel, and Bobby. This is Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. Come on back now. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air. Support independent community media by pledging whatever you can. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Please support with a monthly pledge or one-time donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Hey, we're doing hey. it. Lost and rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. And uh, this week, our esteemed guest from Caldwell, New Jersey, the brain behind Wizard Brain. So a brain within a brain. That's Bobby Kerner. And they are uh, joining us with demos from their past. You have a track here uh, entitled, uh, I actually, I really appreciate this title, uh, <laughs> but it, you're going to have to give a little more context. It's called The uh, Virus of the Worms. Is that 2020? I'm very into like dreams and stuff that happens in dreams. And I like to, if I remember it and it works out, I'll try to write a song kind of relating to what happens. So this is like a dream song of, I remember there was like some kind of virus and everyone was turning into like these alien like worm things. And I was like this like vacant landscape. And I, I think I was trying to like 
I the song will refresh me on what kind of happened, but I was trying to like find this person and like pretty much just survive this virus of the worms. <laughs> it sounds like a like a fifties B movie, actually. Yeah. It, 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 it's, yeah, it uh, does. It's, it's very on, on point uh, in that regard. So with that visual in mind, let's uh, take a dive into the virus of the worms. Was it like hearing that song after who knows how long the last time since you heard it? I kind of like it. I kind of want to do something like re-record it or something. It's different though than stuff I write now. I feel like there's a period when I was writing songs at this point where I was a little more experimental as far as just not thinking about ever like releasing it really and just like recording this like these weird songs. And, uh, it's just super lush and I, I have to say that your voice is just gorgeous it's simply like oh, I, like that that's a consistent <laughs> thing that i've been finding myself coming back to is just how uh effective your voice is in all of these tracks this one in particular i remember i was trying to do like an mgmt type thing like congratulations era kind of that like old psychedelic sound with like the high voice, kind of like the Andrew Van Weinberg yeah. voice. That I remember in particular for this song. But like a lot of these demos too, I was very like recording in my bedroom. So it was a lot more quiet than I should right. have been because I was trying to like hide and well, record it, songs. It, that's <laughs> the thing too, is, is that it doesn't even sound like you're recording in your bedroom unless you happen to have some mad scientist, truly wizard brain related uh, setup going on in that room where it doesn't even sound like you're in a, a bedroom, but now most of these, I think I'm not sure about this one, but most of them were recorded through like my laptop. I didn't actually have like a microphone. 
what were you what kind of you were just using like audacity and just i was using audacity the um whatever the built-in laptop mic um maybe one song was through like a actual mic but i don't think so i think the songs i sent were all just through the laptop but audacity yeah, yeah. it's a dream I could only really. They're all they're all muffled. In well, I heard church bells, so I got yeah, that, I that visual. Um, I don't know if I remember that. Uh, a foggy morning had arrived. Uh, the world was silent and still. Uh, no one around me was alive. The virus had me ill. That's what I remember from. Uh, Telling the future. Yeah. Thanks. Do Do you remember your <laughs> dreams often though? I do. It comes and goes. I'll have nights where I don't remember anything, but if I wake up enough to like write stuff down, I have like a lot of dreams written down, and I have a lot of songs cool. that are from dreams to the point where I feel like I'm going to be annoying writing about just dreams all the time. But dreams are very like interesting, and you get to like live in other worlds and like lifetimes and like. You go to different points in your life sometimes if the dream goes to that and you get to see people you haven't seen. I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing that no one really knows about. Tell us about this next demo entitled In Space Whale We Trust. Okay. So this one at least has a different uh, theme from worms and doing your best every day. <laughs> what a name. I mean, I, I, I'm intrigued. I don't think I've ever seen that phrase ever put down, but it is. Can you re- can you repeat it? In space whale we trust. In space whale we trust. What kind of whale is it? It's a space whale. Oh, um, I got it. So it was kind <laughs> of like I have a few of these songs I've been writing. They're kind of like uh, kind of like nature, like pro um, conservation of nature songs. And this one was kind of like that. If there was like a space whale, and I don't know why I chose a space whale. It's, I guess it's kind of like trippy or something. But it was kind of like, what if there's a space whale, and would we, like, what would we do to like conserve it, or would we like? <laughs> I, the lyrics will, lyrics always do better than I do at explaining things. It's it's just a but fantastic. I'll touch on afterwards. Yeah, better. sure. Let's listen to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by the premise just alone enough to want to know. But let's listen and get our minds blown by a space whale okay. <laughs> that we trust. Yeah. 
mean, from what, what it sounded like, it was like a synth, sort of like a vocoder sort of sound. What was it, Bobby? I have like this stinky little, uh, I, I want to say it's a Casio keyboard. I'm not sure exactly, but there's like a lot of different like settings. So I pretty much had like a, I think it was a synth setting or like a string type setting. And I just did it along with the melody of the vocals. So it kind of sounded cool. It, it sounded awesome. I was like, I was at first. I was wondering if it was you, and then I heard a little bit more instrumentation. Yeah, it's cool how we've been listening to it like chronologically, and how there's more layers mm-hmm. to stuff that I add, and like more like keyboard and synth is added along the way. I got more used to playing in that, I guess. It fades out. It does. I didn't finish the song in the recording. <laughs> I love a fade. In multiple we ways. We, we don't hear enough fades these days. Yeah. Fades in my haircut, fades in my music. There's no fades yeah. in music anymore. They all people, I don't. I like fades, though. Some people don't like fades because they think it's lazy. I like fades because I have a weird way of thinking about fades. I like to think that the song keeps going on after it fades out. It like, yeah. Like it just like comes by, we get to hear the song, and then just fades away, and it it keeps going like another life. I don't know. It's like a it's weird like way pie. to think. I get it. Yeah, you get to see it for a minute, and then you're like, all right, there it goes. Yeah, it's like pie. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, aren't you making music that is in some ways uh, un- filed under psychedelic in a way that also? So I mean, like, in that and of itself it's uh, going to be a little more out there and it doesn't necessarily have to follow the principles of pop music. Yeah. I didn't really touch upon it too much, but I was very into like psychedelic music. Like when I first started listening and like exploring music. So it kind of got me into like seeing that. Like I was saying with Piper at the Gates of Dawn, when I first heard that, I never really heard anything. So like underground, I guess, as far as like not mainstream music, I'm like, oh, you could do some weird stuff with music. So I, I kind of like to try to do that. I don't get too weird, but you know. How weird like, is too fun. weird for you? Um, I don't know. I think I could get pretty weird. I just haven't yet, you know. I would like to do like some like experimental, like electronic type stuff one day. And I think I would put it under the same name. I don't think I would change the name just because it sounds different than what I do now. It's all me, so I might as well. How will you know when it becomes too weird? Ooh, that's a tricky question. I don't think it would... If it just didn't seem like it was coming from me... I mean, it would not sound like it was coming from me, but if I felt like it wasn't genuine i guess it's you know what i mean like if it wasn't genuinely me it could be like totally weird and different from what i put out now but if i didn't feel like it was something that had to come out for me i haven't gotten anywhere like too weird i mean i'm just open to all i listen to like a lot of different stuff so i'm like open to whatever thing influence happens Fast forward to uh, now, and I mean, the music that you're creating is, shall I say, a lot more rocking. I'd say so. I mean, at least super recently. The single I put out is like very punk rock influenced. I pretty much tried to like write a Ramon song, and that's kind of what came out of it. 
you also have a song uh, that you made a while back that we heard earlier in the show called Seasonal Changes uh, that came yes. out earlier this year. Um, it sort of like sneaks up on you, but it starts off very, very soft. And then you've just got this brilliant, brilliant uh, band that, that's backing you. Do you work with this band pretty much uh, exclusively? Or you have like a, an in-house producer who does a lot of your, uh, works on a lot of the tracks with you, yeah? Yes, I'm going to have to shout him out now. Uh, it's Max Rausch, and he's awesome. He pretty much takes these dinky songs that I have <laughs> here that I'm showing you now and makes them sound like cool and like how they sound on my Spotify and like all that. But I don't have like a uh, permanent band per se. Like, so whoever is around, whoever I feel like playing, like Max played drums on this, uh, my friend Brian played some bass. And I do all the guitar and vocal stuff for this one. Cool. Let's take a listen to your new song called Here We Go. Uh, this is a Radio Free Brooklyn exclusive, I do believe. It came out last September, so I don't know what the fuck Radio Free Brooklyn's doing not playing this, but it's pretty great. And it's only right here on LNR. that we don't get enough post 2005 what came to mind when you were listening to that rachel i'm gonna say tony hawk pro skater 2 oh my god <laughs> i wish i was on a tony hawk soundtrack i hate calling to derivatives but we have been talking a lot about that this hour and so immediately when i heard this song it made me think of brendan benson just so good so like infectious and um and fun to listen to just a lot of fun i saw in an interview that you had online you uh were asked a very very good question a question that not even i had the brilliance to come up with okay. uh it's it's a uh, 
Would you rather perform a cover of the Cha Cha Slide, the Macarena, oh, or Cotton Eye Joe? And Cotton Eye Joe. How Wait, would what you did do I, it? What did I say? You said I Cotton Eye Joe. I said Cotton Eye. I forget why I said Cotton Eye. You Joe. said Cotton Eye Joe. It's traditional, right? Yeah. I'm rooted in folk. I think that's why I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I love this. I'm not sure if I could do it any justice, but I probably replaced the fiddle solo with a kazoo or something. Oh, okay. But I, what I, I would that. kill to have you do that right now. I will record it and put it on like Bandcamp or something. I have a question <laughs> for you as a folk musician. Okay. All right. So I know I know quite a lot of folk musicians, and I'm gonna go ahead and say 100% of them have a special obsession with kazoos. <laughs> What's up with that? I, I know a few kazoo players. I right. Obviously, I don't have a kazoo, so I'm not. I have a bunch of. I have like ten harmonicas. So yeah. I'm all right. Same. Same. Player. Same vibe. Like I. I love okay. kazoos. I love folk music. It's the best, especially very specific subgenres of folk music. Everyone yeah. has a kazoo. Kazoos. I. I never vibed with the kazoo. I always thought they're all. They're kind of. They're too. They don't fit my vibe. I feel. I yeah. feel like harmonicas are more mellow. Yeah. Kazoos are kind of abrasive. I mean, I'm not saying no to ever using kazoo. I might just write a song with kazoo for saying that. <laughs> but they they have their they have their place. They do. Like uh, Jug Band Blues by Pink Floyd has a kazoo solo. <laughs> it's very rare to find kazoo solos in songs. Unless you're in subgenres of folk. <laughs> yeah, or you do like YouTube videos where like the entire song is redone and just because they use it. Yeah. Yes. You're on Spotify, you're on Bandcamp, you have uh, an art Instagram, a photography Instagram, and a music Instagram. In case. Kind of. uh, no? <laughs> um, I kind of abandoned all of my Instagrams except the main one. Okay. Um, the art one, I might go back to. So that's. You also- would. Yeah, I kind of, I've been slacking and doing art. I've been a little lazy with that recently. But okay. mostly I'm on my main Instagram, wizard underscore brain. You have a new album coming out, hopefully before yes. the end of the year, uh, called In the Morning maybe of the Sun. Maybe, nice. this, maybe this month, later this month. Thanksgiving? Maybe, maybe the day after. Maybe it's two days after. I mean, where are we going for Thanksgiving? I hope you're not going anywhere. I'm going to bed after a food coma. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That, that was very forceful. I'm not sure where there was. That yeah, that was very aggressive. <laughs> yeah. You, like, Whoa, you, okay. You, You're on my you vibe. Man. Don't go anywhere. Just eat your food and go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> go to your room. <laughs> Bobby Kerner on Lost and Rebound this week. The brains and the, and the, and the uh, heart behind Wizard Brain. Ooh, that touched Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you for sharing uh, sounds of old and sounds of new this week with us. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Make in between us, nothing but a landscape.
so concludes episode 234. Be sure to visit the Lost and Rewound homepage on RFB's main site to check out all of our past 200-plus episodes. That address, again, is radiofreebrooklyn.org slash L-A-R. We're also up on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Lastly, if you are based here in New York and have an interest in learning a little bit more about it while... Also getting some very needed exercise in the process. Listen up. City Running Tours is now offering neighborhood running tours designed with the locals in mind. New York City does take pride in the diversity and character of its neighborhoods, and these unique running tours offer such an opportunity to learn the history of a neighborhood while also getting personal recommendations from your guide. Choose from tours of 23 neighborhoods including the East Village, the Upper West Side, Bushwick, Long Island City, and Roosevelt Island. For more information about the running tours and to see the list of all neighborhoods and a full tour schedule, check out their website at www.cityrunningtours.com slash New York City. My name is Alon. I leave you with these humble drums to play us out for this installment. I hope you'll get to join me next week for the next journey. That is 3 p.m. only here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Stay safe, sane, and informed. Practice kindness when you can. And maybe we'll actually get through this year together. Peace. All my dreams are floating eyes. <laughs>